Hi, I'm Allie V, and welcome to Behind the Illness, a podcast about mental health. Each week, I'll talk about the psychological, social, and biological aspect of living with mental illness. We'll dive deep and analyze it from all angles and talk about how important it is to take care of our own mental health. Let's get started. What is up, everybody? Allie V here, and we are on episode two of season four. So, yay! Um, basically, we're going to do a, a continuation of last week. This is uh, about grief again, just because I feel like it's such an important topic um, that has to do with our mental health. We, we lose people unexpectedly every day, and it, it takes a big toll on our mental health. So, obviously, um, you know, like I talked about last week, I'm going through some grief as well. So... I figured, you know what, why not talk about it? That could be like a, I don't know, kind of like a bonus therapy session, maybe. I don't know. But we're here. We're going to do a part two. And um, I'm going to try really hard not to cry. Because when I was doing the research um, for this episode, I, you know, I teared up a bit. It it's It's difficult. It's such a difficult topic. And to relate to it so so much and and so recently makes it you know more tough for me so um but before we get started um of course I want to say um some announcements so remember that there is a new website behind the illness.com where you can listen to uh the episode it'll also link you over to apple podcasts google podcasts spotify and youtube I am behind on putting the episodes up on YouTube. I will admit that right now. So I'm sorry. But I will get those up as soon as possible. Um, but it's it's got all kinds of things on the website. Um, it's, it's fairly brand new. I'm very proud of it. So go check that out. Um, that's where you can find all the information, all the links, like I said. So Also, um, I've got a very, very cool summer series starting on April 30th. It is a true uh, summer series for true crime. Um, I am going to be gathering up a list of probably 10, 10, like, I don't know what you want to call them, murderers, <laughs> I don't know, um, psychopaths, uh, just, just anything to do with true crime. Mostly we think of murder though, so, um, I'm going to be gathering up about 10 of them um, because each season is about 10 episodes. Um, it just depends on how many people I find. I'll probably go up to even 15. I'll let y'all know though. Um, so yeah, we're going to be starting that on April 30th. We are going to be gathering those up and analyzing um, what what possibly could have went through their mind when they committed the crime. Um, what their diagnosis is or maybe should be um you know i'm not i can't go around diagnosing people but i'll have the handy dandy dsm-5 right on my desk next to me so we're gonna really dive deep into it it's um something that i'm very passionate about so i decided you know what i think it matches with the podcast let's go ahead and do it so we're gonna be doing that i'm very very excited so if you have any suggestions on who you would want to hear about let me know on any social media um there's a contact form on the website. You can do that as well. Whatever is easier for you. Let me know. 
um, kind of want to, well, I, I was going to say I want, I want to stay away from like big names like Ted Bundy or whatever, but we could do, uh, we could do whoever, whoever y'all want to hear about. So yeah, um, we're going to, that's, that's all the announcements I have, by the way. Um, we're going to dive into this and, and just go for it. Um, just bear with me if I, if I get a little stuttered, um, little teary eyed because, uh, this one, this one's going to be a little bit more difficult than last week. I think, uh, last week I was just kind of winging it. Honestly, I'm sure that y'all picked up on that. That's fine. Um, but this week I, I did a little research and I, I did the research specifically on losing a best friend. Um, like I have, I lost two in the past two and a half years. Um, you know, and it's, it's very insightful. The, the research that I've done is very insightful. So I definitely want to pass that on and, and just talk about it and, you know, what better way to do it than on the podcast, right? So as always, there's a trigger warning that will be coming up next and if you feel like you can't handle the episode please don't don't torture yourself okay i'm not gonna hate you if you don't listen to an episode so let's dive in y'all hey friends because this is a mental health podcast i just want to be super respectful and throw out a trigger warning for this episode so I'll be talking about a lot of really tough things. And if you ever feel the need to need to turn off the podcast, please do. You have to take care of yourself. There will be no hard feelings. So um, the first uh, best friend that I lost was in June of 2018. Um, I actually didn't find out until July of 2018, which is a story I don't really like to tell. Um, but I guess I will anyway, just for some insight. Um, so this is a friend that I met, um, in outpatient therapy after I had, um, gotten out of a mental hospital and she was the first person that said anything about you know, like any, like anything supportive having to do with my mental health. Um, she said, it's okay that you're not okay. Um, you know, things like that. And so we became best friends. Um, you know, I only had her in my life for four years, but she was one of the most best friends I could ever have in my life. Um, so she, she had a lung disease and she, she ultimately passed away from that. And at one point, you know, we were, we weren't texting every day, but we were on Facebook and talking to each other every day, or we would text things like that. And, you know, I knew that she was sick, so I would check on her from time to time. But then some days, honestly, I just had to focus on myself and I still regret that, honestly, because I should have checked on her more. And, um... You know, I guess around June, um, I kind of stopped hearing from her. She wasn't on Facebook that much anymore. And all of a sudden it just kind of stopped. And there were times where she was hospitalized. So I, I didn't think anything of it. And I texted her once and asked her how she was doing. She never texted back. 
And I said, okay, well, she must be hospitalized. She'll get back to me. Um, and you know, I didn't hear for her, fr- from her uh, for a few weeks. So I went on her Facebook one day and uh, to write something on her on her page and to show her some, you know, encouragement. And all of a sudden I see uh, your, how much that she's missed and how big of a loss it is. And I'm just like, what is going on? And she had passed away a month before. And I remember that was about four o'clock in the morning when I found out. And I just, and I don't know what I was doing. I just couldn't sleep, I guess. And that, that was really, really difficult. And sometimes even when I hear her name, I still cry and it gets easier every day. It's almost three years now, but it's still really difficult. And I, I regret not checking on her more. I was a bad friend for that. And, you know, I didn't get to say goodbye because I, I missed her funeral. Um, she doesn't have a grave because she was cremated. So I don't have any closure for her. And I just feel like some days I need her encouragement. And I don't, I, I, I don't have it anymore because she's not here anymore. And it's really, really difficult to deal with. And knowing that I have to just keep living life without her is brutally unfair to me and she was young she was young she was 31 um and you know I'll be 31 this year in October so it's a little freaky but I I don't know I I sometimes think that should I prepare to die young or was it just was it just I don't know it was, obviously it was her time to go but why did it have to be so young I guess so I don't know I mean there's a lot of questions for that and the other friend that I lost um I talked about this last week um was my friend my best friend of 16 years um starting about 2014 2015 you know we started having an on on and off friendship where we would go without speaking for months um there was a point where we got into a huge fight and we were both very immature about it wrote things about each other on facebook or the internet um it it turned into like a cyber bullying session um from from one side but um, I didn't handle it well. So, you know, there, there's a lot of things I, I don't want to get too deep into that. I've already said too much, honestly, but that's fine. Um, but she was, she was my best friend for 16 years and we always found, found our way back to each other because we knew that we were best friends and that we'd always love each other and that we'd always, um, you know, find a way to get along again. Um, and it happened a few times we'd get along and, and then we'd stop being friends again. And it was, it was brutal and it was bad, um, for our, for both our mental health. And, uh, you know, at one point, because we're, 
we were both battling with our mental health. We were toxic to each other. Um, we weren't helping each other. We were just hurting each other. So we had come to the point where we were very mature about it, stopped being friends again, but then we'd find ourselves friends again. It was on and off, on and off for about five years. Um, and there was a lot of grieving to that because you can grieve the loss of a friendship almost pretty much just as much as actually losing the person so um in july of 2020 we had stopped uh being friends again because we were just in two different places we were two totally different people you know it it just it, it is what it is so i was grieving that i was grieving that because i didn't have any friends um you know i had friends like that i would talk to on facebook and and on the internet and stuff but it, it just wasn't the same and it still isn't the same because i don't have any local friends that i that i hang out with i guess and there's a few people here and there that offer it but you know social anxiety I, it takes a lot it takes a lot for me to to actually do it i can say oh yeah let's go do it it takes a lot for me to do it but anyway um so yeah july of 2020 um we had stopped talking and on january 2nd of this year she unexpectedly passed away um i still don't know how um i don't even think her parents know how yet um i think they're still waiting for that report to come back but i feel like i'll probably never know because i wasn't friends with her when she passed away i don't know though um but it sucks and now I'm grieving that so I'm grieving the loss of that friendship and then on top of that I'm actually grieving losing her forever and it really sucks and there's always the question of could I have done something could I have been a better friend could I have reached out to her more could i have just freaking grown up so that she, so that we could be friends and the answer the answer to all of our questions when we lose somebody is always yes but yes but some things you just can't change it was her time to go um however that happened um I don't know why I don't know why uh, it was her time but I wish that she was still here there are times when I want I, like I just want to text her and be like look let's just let's just grow up let's just grow up and just be friends and let's just get through life together please and I can't even do it <laughs> I can't text her that anymore I can't message her I can't I can't do anything and <sighs> sorry I lost my two best friends and I have friends but to be brutally honest, they're not my best friends. They could never replace my best friends. And so 
a lot a lot of the times I feel alone I feel just absolutely alone I don't have anybody that texts me this is not a pity party it's coming out like a pity party I'm I'm just telling y'all this story so that maybe y'all can connect what I'm gonna say a little bit more but you know things happen I've I've started living um, because I realized after losing those two that life is short. My friend that passed away in January was 30. She was going to be 31 exactly a month after she died. So I'm looking at 31 like I'm kind of terrified. And I'll be 31 in October, like I said. So it's terrifying. And I don't don't know how to feel about it I've talked with my therapist a lot about this um, about both losses talked with my therapist a lot of the research that I've done for this episode and the research that I've done just on my own just trying to get through this has really taught me a lot um, and I've, I've got them written down I'm just gonna read read them off because I don't want to mess anything up. I want to be able to pass along this information to y'all if you're dealing with the loss with the loss of, of someone close and more specifically a best friend, especially for this episode. Um, I know last week I talked about my best friends, but this one I wanted to dive a little bit deeper so that you kind of can see where I'm coming from and how difficult it is to have no closure or to not know what to do i guess i'll i'll dig a little bit deeper into that but one of one of the things that i have learned um is to just surround yourself with people with people that that you love and hopefully that love you back um, and people that'll, that'll support you and help you. And I will be honest, um, there's this online group that I'm part of that I have fallen in love with. And it's this amazing community and I can't even call it a community. We're, you know, we're pretty much a family. We all met through gaming, but we love each other even if we don't play any games. Um, it's a different kind of gaming community. I can talk about them all day, so I'm going to stop myself right there. Um, some days I feel like I forget that my friends died because I've got all these other amazing friends. Other days I feel like I'm totally and completely alone. And that not a soul cares about me. Uh, that I feel ignored. That I feel like I'm just tolerated. Um, and it's really difficult. And that is not any reflection of, of my online family. That's a reflection of my own mental health and how honestly kind of off it is right now 
um, it's really, really difficult. I don't, I don't know how to put into words that you can be surrounded by a few hundred people and yet you feel, you still feel so alone because the only person that you want to talk to is just gone. So you can surround yourself with people, but make sure that they surround you too and make sure that you <sighs> embrace it. Make sure that you embrace it. I'll say that. Um, the next thing with coping is uh, accept not having an answer. It's really difficult to do. Um, I'm, I'm in that right now because I don't have an answer. I don't know how um, one of my friends died. And uh, it's really difficult knowing, okay, did she go through pain? Was it just sudden? Was it just... Um, was it something that I don't want it to be? Like suicide? Um, there's all kinds of questions. And I don't have an answer to it. And right now I do have to accept that I don't have an answer. And I may never have one. But knowing that she's okay now is what's getting me through that. Getting me through that not having an answer. Next one um, is to take care of yourself. Um, that's taking care of yourself physically and mentally. Um, at first, I was not taking care of myself. Um, with the... I don't know if I want to say this or not. <laughs> I took this loss very, very, very hard. Um, and I, I'm going to say it. Um, I didn't shower for about three weeks um, after she died. Um, I didn't take care of my hygiene. Um, I didn't move. I, I got out of bed and that was it. And... I I had people tell me that they were sorry for my loss, but I also had people ask me what happened. And it started getting to me. It started getting to me because I didn't know. Um, and it got to me because we hadn't talked since July. So what's that? Six months? Yeah. Um... I don't know if she was going through a hard time. I don't know um, if something had happened. Um, I didn't know what happened. And I had all kinds of people sending me messages on Facebook. What happened? What happened? I don't know. And it was really starting to get to me. And I'm just like, can you please stop asking me what happened? Because I feel like even if I did know, um, I wouldn't have wanted to talk about it mentally I 
I have taken care of myself. Um, I stayed, you know, I go to therapy weekly. Uh, so I made sure that I was going to therapy and I would text my therapist and ask her if we could talk for a few minutes. And she, she always did. My therapist is amazing. <laughs> um, you know, but some people don't have access to a therapist. So I say, when you need to take care of yourself mentally, you just do it in a healthy way. Um, don't resort to the alcohol. Don't resort to the smoking. Don't resort to self-harm. Um, there's so many other ways of taking care of yourself mentally. So, um, the next thing is take one day at a time. And that's kind of been like my mantra, uh, since the day I found out, um, both of them, honestly, uh, the one that died in 2018, of course, I found out a month later, but the one that died a month ago, I found out just two days later. Um, and I did get to go to her funeral or I went to her graveside service. Um, and taking it one day at a time has been my mantra. And I pretty much have to tell myself that every day because I'm better now, but I'm, I'm still far away. But I look at it like, okay, at least I'm not just crying every day. At least I can go some days without crying. I still think about them both every day, but I can go without crying. I can get up and I can take a shower. I can get up and brush my teeth. I can get up and change my clothes. I can get up and walk my dogs. And, you know, if you're going through a loss right now, you're going to get to that point too. And it's always going to be difficult. But one day, you're going to realize, you know what, I'm going to be okay. And we're, we're going to be okay. Um... Next one is comfort yourself in your sorrow. Um, that just really has to do with talking to yourself. And like I said, telling yourself that you're okay, that you're going to be okay. Um, I personally don't find it comforting to tell myself that at least I'm still alive. Um, it might help you. I don't know, but it doesn't really help me because it makes me feel like I want to be with my friends some days. Um, some days I know that I have my parents that would want me here. I have my dogs and I have to stay alive for them. And I know that maybe I will see my friends again one day, um, without getting too, you know, uh, religious or spiritual, um, I don't know. I have my beliefs and I, I think that one day I will see them again. So that really comforts me. Um, it comfort me, comforts me to know that, um, you know, I have my ways of, of remembering their memory. Um, for, for one of them, I have a tattoo, uh, in her memory. The, the other one I will be getting, um, Hopefully, hopefully in the next few months, uh, just gotta get the money for it, of course. Um, and that 
I don't know, something as simple as a tattoo can, can re- that re- it really comforts me. It really helps me and it reminds me of the good times um, because I have a tattoo that reminds me only of the good times. I don't have like the year that she died or anything like that because to me personally, that doesn't comfort me. It just reminds me of her death. So I have something that reminds me of the good times and I will get something just like that uh, for my other friend. So whatever it takes for you to comfort yourself do that just do it in a healthy way again of course um another thing is uh do something like do something like keep a journal um take a drive and just blast some music and just cry whatever it takes just do something um again healthy healthy something and you know you're gonna be okay Uh, it sucks and sometimes it doesn't feel real it took me a long time to for it to feel real I think it really hit me when I got the like at the graveside service um I got the little the little paper uh with her picture on it and the obituary and all that stuff and I'm just like wow this is real um I saw her casket um and i knew she was in there and that was just that was unreal but it kind of just slapped me in the face a little bit and like holy crap this is real and she's not here anymore it's really difficult but i think the most important thing is that we give it time um I need to give it time. I need to give it more time. Um, If you're going through a loss right now, just give it some time. Be patient with yourself. Or be patient with whoever is going through a loss that is in your life. Just be patient with them. Please don't tell them to just get over it. Please do not tell them to stop crying. Please do not tell them that, well, at least you're alive. Don't say those kinds of things because it does not help. Because when you're grieving somebody like as close as a spouse or or like me, like a best friend, being alive is not comforting because you want to be with them. Don't tell people that. Do not tell people to get over it because that's just unfair and it's cruel. I um and the most important thing is that there's no quick fix to to making the pain go away. I mean I can say that okay just journal, but I know that that's not going to be some quick fix for you. It's not a quick fix for me. Um but it helps. It gets your emotions out. Don't bottle anything up. It's not good for it's not good for your body it's not good for your mental health just let it out and if you have access to a therapist it's better to do it with a therapist but do it with a therapist and journal you know it's if we just bottle all this stuff up we are going to explode one day and it's not going to be pretty it's not fair to you 
It's not fair, honestly, to the people around you. So, get it out. Get it out. Get all your emotions out. And don't harm yourself by bottling it up. Um, I read an article that said that uh, losing, you know, specifically for, for me, like losing a best friend or a couple best friends in my case, um, losing a best friend can be harder than losing a spouse. Um, and that's not to say that losing a spouse is not difficult. Please don't twist my words. Um, but losing a spouse, you know, this article says, uh, you know, you get to sit in the front row of the funeral you get card, you're listening to the obituary. Um, you know, you get all these hugs and all this stuff. Um, but losing a best friend, you don't get any sympathy cards. Uh, you don't have any validation for the loss and you don't have anywhere to put the grief. And that really, that really hit me. Um, because I do feel that way. I, because I hadn't spoken to her in six months, I didn't feel like I was supposed to be at the graveside service. Um, I'm very thankful that her parents and her grandparents were happy to see me, but you know, where's that validation? Do I, for a long time, and even kind of still now, um, I feel like, do I even have the right to grieve? Do I even have the right to talk about her or write about her? And I don't know the answer to that. I still don't. I can't lie and say that I know the answer to that. But the most important thing is that right now I am okay and right now it doesn't feel real but right now I can live for them and I can I can make them proud with what I'm doing um, I know that my friend that died in 2018 she always told me that I needed to write and that I was a good writer and was just always encouraging me and now I can't officially announce um, my big announcement but I, I will soon <laughs> um, and I think that she'd be really proud of me um, I don't know you know there's there's so many things that that we can do while we're grieving that can be so unhealthy for us so to be mindful of giving ourselves time and patience and and time to grieve is so important and you have to give yourself permission to grieve because any loss that you're grieving about is a huge loss it doesn't matter who it is give yourself time be patient with yourself be be healthy take care of yourself you have to take care of yourself <sighs> it's very very difficult but we we just have to do it you know and as much as we don't want to sometimes 
We just, we have to. We have to take care of ourselves. And we let ourselves grieve. But then we have to put one step in front of another. Because in a way, yes, we do have to move on. But remember them, you know? Don't ever forget them just because you have to move on. I don't know, you know? Just to sum it up, it's basically all that I've said. Just be patient with yourself. Take care of yourself. And give yourself permission to realize that your loss was a huge loss. It was huge. Your feelings are valid. Your feelings are important. No matter if your name is in that obituary or not. Be strong. We've got this, right? I say this every, pretty much every week. We've got this. Because we're strong. We're warriors. And losing somebody does not change that fact. It just makes it a little bit harder to believe. So with that, friends, I am going to stop. I feel like if I keep going, I'm probably going to cry more. Um, But thank y'all so much for listening and just being patient with me while I talked through this because I I needed to talk through it. Um, And I wanted to do it you know, for the podcast as well, so that maybe I can help somebody else as well. And I hope that I did help you. And if you're grieving, I, I'm so sorry for your loss and know that I love you and your feelings are valid and you will get through it. I love you all. And I will talk to y'all next week where we will be talking about a little bit. I'm going to make a joke here. (laughs) A little bit. Of a happier topic. Um, I say a little bit because it's, the topic is going to be exercise. <laughs> I hate doing it. I I want to cry the whole time I'm doing it. Um, but it's very good for our mental health. If you've been in therapy even one time. You know the infamous line. Get outside. Go outside. It's annoying but it works. I guess sometimes doctors know what they're talking about. Whatever. (laughs) But I will talk about it more next week. Um, we'll get, maybe, maybe we'll, maybe we'll, uh, do a little challenge or something. I don't know. We'll talk about it. But thank y'all again, uh, for listening. And again, for being patient with me while I talk through this. This is super important for me to talk about. So, I love you all. I will talk to y'all next week. Have a great week. If you're in the South, the South United States, we are going through like this polar, like icy thing. If you're down here, well, if anywhere, but I'm in the South. So uh, just be careful. And I love y'all. And I will talk to y'all next week. Hey, everyone. It's Allie V. Thank you so much for all the support and listening to my podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, please do me a favor and leave the podcast a review. 
If you would like to be featured in a voice review or become a financial supporter, go to anchor.fm slash btillnesspod. You can also go to my website, writtenbyallyv.com for more information.